0: You are listening to the Soul Sparks Podcast, episode number twenty seven. Hey, friends, long time no talk here, whatever. It's been a hot second since we've had this this podcast, hasn't it? It's funny because like this is literally one of my favorite things to do is my podcast. Um, but full disclosure, I had a very stressful winter in terms of launching new things and figuring things new things out all at the same time. And I was playing catch up for a while. So I kind of been laying low on some of these things, but I have such great interviews um in line and you know, I really actually just wanted to start off this little streak here with, um, with a Q and A. So I had mentioned on my Instagram that I get a lot of questions about coaching and people that are interested in becoming a coach. And I just kind of wanted to talk more about that and really, um, just talk about resistance and create, creating stuff and putting things out there. And, um, and all those fears that come with it. And I asked my good friend Dorothy Johnson to to come on and and really have more of a conversational dialogue versus just me talking at you with the questions that you guys have asked. And I love this conversation. So Dorothy is actually one of my good friends. She started off as a client of mine. um. So I definitely have seen her journey and her progress. And she's seen a lot of aspects of my business. She's seen, you know, from the front end of, of hiring me and having that whole experience, but also just getting down into the nitty gritty. She's helped me with a course of mine, um. so has even worked with me in a capacity. And is so she just knows the whole thing. And she's at a different stage in creating her coaching business and watching it evolve. And I'm sure this will be the first of many kind of things we do like this if you guys like it and want to hear about it. But I just thought it'd be really helpful to get multiple perspectives on this. Dorothy's also really different from me. She is someone that's more structured. She likes to really take action, wants to know how things are going to play out, as I know a lot of you do. And I am more, um, in the moment, I like to be really inspired before I do something. I'm, I'm you know, big on procrastinating. Uh, I'm not very detail-oriented, which I've learned the hard way. Um, but it's it just goes to show you that you can start a coaching business in any way possible. Like, it's not, it's totally not a one-size-fits-all but I will just kind of let the rest speak for itself. If you do have any questions um, for future things like this, if you have comments about this, if this resonates with you or not, uh, feel free to to reach out and let us know, and we'll definitely try to incorporate more of these in the future. But without further ado, here is here is the episode. Dorothy Johnson, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited too, because as everyone will come to know, you are one of my dear friends and actual like formal client, but uh, (laughs) as they tend to do, we just became BFF. So I'm so pumped to have this convo and just be able to unpack a little bit about coaching and answer questions that I've been getting a lot over the past year and just have a chance to do some Q&A. So once again, thank you.
1: Yay! I love it. I'm so excited. This is so funny, too, because I remember when you started your podcast, and I was like, I never thought I'd actually be on your podcast, so this my is cool. dreams come true, Dorothy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um,
0: <laughs> love it. Okay, so tell us like, who you are. Who are you? Who is Dorothy Johnson? Oh,
1: wonderful. So my name's Dorothy Johnson. Um, so I actually am starting to do a coaching business or starting to create a coaching business. Um kind of how I met you, right? So when I first reached out to you, I wanted to work with you um, regarding my Center Yourself program that I had just started. And I was kind of branching off from fitness and doing like a coaching and fitness package together. Um, And I reached out to you to like help me that business and get it running and get my first clients and everything. Um, and then I feel like over time, I very much evolved away from that. I found out that I didn't want to do the Center Yourself program. I didn't want to do fitness. I didn't want to be a personal trainer. That was nothing. Um, it wasn't. It didn't fit me. It didn't vibe with me. Um, and so then we. I feel like you introduced me to everything woo-woo, and it just like took yes. over my life. And, and, As it tends to do. Right. I'm pretty sure it started with the um, journey. Um, journey of journey. Souls. Yeah. Oh it's like right? my favorite book ever. I know. And so it took off with that. And then we got into astrology and everything woo-woo. I started, I guess, July of last year is when I started my daily meditation and journaling. Because um, we, I, I just remember this. We met in May. It was right before my birthday. So it's, we're coming up on like a year of... We depending on where you're at, which
0: is another thing we might get into. Um, uh, Well, we know where you'll be. So you won't be here. But depending on if, if, who knows where our paths will cross, we should do a friendversary. Yeah, Dorothy and I had a boozy brunch. (laughs) And like, you don't drink a lot. Like you're really healthy. And so uh, I just, knowing you now, because I I didn't know, well, I kind of did from our coaching, but we had like a four hour brunch and we just kept drinking. It was was beautiful. It was wonderful.
1: (laughs) It really was, though. I feel like that was a huge bonding moment for us. Totally. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, so we got into um, everything woo-woo, and then we became, like, best friends. And then I, um, you know, just – I went into that realm, and I started my daily meditation and journaling practice. And that's when a lot of things started dramatically changing and shifting in my coaching life and just in my life in general, I guess. And I – um I got, I also got super absorbed into Brooke Castillo, obviously, you know, yes. so much. oh my God. And so, um, yeah, I just, and then I started veering into the realm of, um, a lot of like thought work and how to change your thoughts and live your life, um, and get results in your life that you want based off of your thoughts, off of the Brooke Castillo work that I was doing. Um, And so now it's really evolved. I had just done in January, I just did a Thoughts to Power Positivity coursework. Um, I really liked the courses as we found out as we worked together. Um, Yeah. So you created an actual, it was like a daily email thing that went
0: out um, that had, like explain that a little bit to people.
1: Yeah, so Thoughts to Power Positivity was a four-week program where you got daily emails that were, um, the daily emails were just like mantras and then little reminders of how awesome you are. Um, And then weekly you would get a workbook and it was really focused around changing your thoughts to create the results in your life that you want and feel better. Um, So each week had a different theme and then you got a workbook. We worked through the workbook and then the individual's. Who were a part of the program were able to do like a thirty minute coaching call with me, um, which was really great and so much fun and literally like just sparked everything and got me super excited about running a business. Um, so that's kind of where that went. And then now I've been doing all of Brooke Castillo's work in her Scholars Program for Entrepreneurs, and so I've been trying to figure out like a specific target market because I never actually had sat down to do that. And yeah. I- you had said that to me at one point, but I never
0: did it. <laughs> it's timing. And, and Brooke is huge on really finding your niche and like just totally niching down. And yeah. I am to a degree, um, but it's, it's just, and I'm sure we'll get into this, like just d- different coaching philosophies, but like Brooke is like your spirit animal, like I the know. your strengths and the way you're wired. It's just so, I mean, it's it's wonderful work. But anyway, um, keep going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so now I'm just trying to find my niche, um, and which I think is going to be around relationships, um, or new beginnings. So I went through a dramatic breakup, which, you know, you and I have talked about very extensively, um, that changed my life and really it changed it. And like for the, for the better, I'm so excited that I went through it and it was very traumatic, but at the same time it, um, helped me change my life. And, it helps me align to who I am um, a lot more. And so I wanna help other people get empo- like empowered mm-hmm. from a breakup. And I feel like that's kind of where I really thrive. And according to my strengths, you know, empathy is not high up there. Mm-hmm. So I have to like really go through it to be able to help other people. Um, so this is something that I've really gone through and I can really resonate with and have um, a lot of impact and bring value to people in that area. So I'm thinking that's going to be my niche. Um, but I do have a nine to five job currently. I work for a company called Gartner where I do consulting, um, which I love. It's a great uh, business and I, I'm really good at what I do there, but I would definitely um I want to become a full-time coach and be able to work in a remote capacity and kind of travel. That's where I really thrive and I'm excited. And that's the part that lights me up is coaching and traveling. And so that's what I would love to do. And so, you know, that's why I started uh, Work With You.
0: Yeah, I love it. So right now, Dorothy is like literally Skyping in from a conference room, (laughs) casual. Um, But I wanted to like, I wanted to definitely highlight that too. And that's one of the reasons I didn't want this to be a solo caster really wanted to go through this with someone who was also, you know, I mean, you're going to eventually transition out of this role, as, as you know many of us do. Um, you know, either from one job to another corporate job, or how this is going to manifest for you. But you're in it, and you're still making progress, and that's how I transitioned out of it. Obviously, you can totally take the leap and and just go and. Although at any point when you make the leap, it's going to feel like you make the leap, like the, even if it's a slow transition, you know, out. But yeah. that's why I really wanted to get your perspective on all of this too, because, you know, we're at a little bit of a different stage in terms of our business development and all that, but it's still the same things you go through. You just kind of up level, you know, energetically to, you know, whatever it is. So blah, blah, blah. I'm That's why I wanted this to, to be more of this conversation, but I'm super,
1: super pumped.
0: Um, yeah. Anything else you want to add before we kind of just dive on into some questions?
1: Um, No, I don't think so. I'm sure we'll like, I'm sure we'll cover other things throughout the conversation. I don't think I'm missing anything. Do you? No.
0: That's right. Like, I know you well. I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I think, I think you have the highlights. Um, Okay. So when you were like, let's just go back to when you were first hiring, you know, hiring me, because once again, the coaching was a big part of it. Although we quickly realized it was not the coaching, it was the breakup, but, <laughs> um, which is but it, now, ironically, that is going to be what your coaching is. So full circle, but if, if what, so- what were some of your initial questions?
1: Yeah. So some of my initial questions when I first started working with you were, it was mainly really about finding my first client. What mm-hmm. like, I feel like a lot of what I was struggling with was like, I couldn't get a client. Like I had built this program And I was like, I want to do this center Center yourself program. I've built it. And there were some like logistical questions. Like, I'm like, how do you send daily emails? How do you like? I was so new. And I think back to that time and I'm like, wow, I really didn't know a lot. And it's so crazy to think about. Um, But a lot of it was around getting my first client. And you were talking a lot about just doing it and like just going out and launching it and doing it. And for me to get over that hump of just, going out there and putting all myself completely out there and like failing miserably but it was so beautiful at the same time because it made me so realize all the resistance i had and what that felt like um to not get any clients too it was just like that wasn't a good fit but i had to go through it and i had to do it um so i think a lot of like my first question was like how do you how do you go out and get your first client
0: and i just love this you know? because you know the first thing with this is like first- I think that for you, in general, you have a lot of resistance to actually, like, you want it to be very perfect, and you want it to be, like, you want to know exactly how this is going to go, and you want the whole format, when it's never going to be that way, and it's all about the energy, Um, and so with getting those first clients. Okay. So actually I'm going to turn this back on you because we're, we'll go there. So what made you decide that you wanted to be a coach? Like what, how was that? How did that look for you? Um, oh was it just God. like a little yearning? Was it like, how did you decide, Hey, I want to give a sh- this a shot.
1: That's such a good question because it's so like, not a question that I really ever think about. And I remember you asking me this when we first started coaching and it was, it was really because of, my experience with the breakup and how dramatically my life shifted in such a short time frame. And it was so dramatic to me. And it was so, ex- like, I loved it because I found things that I love doing. I got through so many things that I didn't even think was possible. My life looked so different from six months prior. And I feel like now that's just like a continuing thing. Like that hasn't, yep. <laughs> but I, my life looked so, so different six months after that breakup that I was like, and it was all spun off of Jensen Cheros you are a badass mm-hmm. book. Um, and she's, she was a life coach or whatever. And so that, I think that's where all that came from. I was like, oh my God, I want to teach people how to do this. I want, I want to help people feel what I'm feeling right now and look at their life and be like, whose life is this? Where am I? How did I get here? And I want to help people feel that and like live that for themselves. And so I guess that's where the whole basis of like, I want to be a life coach because I want to help people do that. I love that. Okay, so this is so important, and I think this is something that I get a lot. Um, I actually get a lot
0: of people who don't want to outright ask me if, like, or tell me that they have an interest in coaching because they think that I would feel like they're just trying to copy me or steal my information, or like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. they feel really weird about it, and I, um, I think that's so funny, just because, like, I freaking love. I want, I want people to go out there and do, like. We need more people that are talking about this and really coming alive with this, and I am so. I have many limiting beliefs just like all of us, um, but like jealousy and like scarcity around um, other people doing coaching or, is not one of them. Like I think that everyone – because I think people have such unique experiences. Like you were saying, you went through something that was so real and it was so like just like earth shattering – That you and for you to kind of get back up and having those like lifelines, you're like, I want to do this for other people. It was very experiential for you. And that's like you're saying, because you didn't have necessarily high empathy, which is a strengths finder um, term. It's not actual (laughs) empathy. You definitely care about people. But um, when you have high empathy on the strengths finder, it's one of my top strengths. It's I. I can like literally get what other people are going through without ever having to go through it. Like I just, I don't know. It's like a spidey sense that I can have. And you really, when you're at your best is when you've gone through it, when you know exactly how it looks and feels because you've experienced it. And you are so highly effective at speaking exactly to people with what they need from that. Um, But I get a lot of people that, you know, just they're shy around really claim that they want to coach. I think maybe they think it's a buzzwordy kind of thing. And I think that, if you have any experience where you say, I want to help other people, like where you're like, this sucked for me and I want to make it better for someone else. Or when you encourage other people or when you people asking you for advice around anything, you are already a coach. Like it doesn't, you don't have to, you know, go and do a business off of it, but you're already doing it. Um, I think that there is a lot of, um, a lot of, fear or like fraudy feelings around like what coaching means or what it is and I'm like dude it's a skill like it's 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 something that's innate within you so like I just love that you really explore that and how did you think that I actually like how did you first transition out of it? because you had a blog and you were vlogging and you're blogging about it right and then someone oh, yeah. like how did that actually look for you?
1: Yeah, so I had a I had started a fitness vlog um, because as soon as like I almost started going through it, like I had already I had fallen in love with this girl named Nikki Blackadder, which I think we talked about before because mm-hmm. she used one of your quotes. I was like, oh my god! So um, I fell in love with Nikki Blackadder. I loved her vlogging fitness stuff, and I had gotten into fitness a couple years prior. So then I had started a, a vlog, which actually started before the breakup. Then the breakup happened, and then I like put it all out there on the blog. Um, and so then I recorded stuff afterwards talking about it and people would come to me be, like being like, oh, that was inspirational or, oh, like I have questions about X, Y, and Z. And sometimes it were fitness. Sometimes it was more about life. And I think that's kind of like where it all kind of transitioned from. Um, but no, I totally kind of going back to what you were talking about with like the frotty feelings, like what is coaching? How do you know you're coaching? And like coaching is a skill. That's something that I've been coming up with a lot lately. And, um, I know we talked about this a little bit where it's like, I want to go to Brooke Castillo's training because I want to have like a fit, like some type of actual training on how to coach. And it's like, I can sit here and, and I feel like I, like I've gotten very good at coaching and I do that a lot with, you know, like my friends or any coaching clients that I do have via these courses that I've built. However, I, for me, I'm like, I want to go through a physical training. I want to go through a training that is like, this is what you've learned. And I think that's, again, just like my personality and my strengths. Um, But I kind of was like wondering your opinion about that. Too yeah. Okay.
0: So this is huge. And this one I get like literally all the time. And so I knew we'd hit this, but for training, This is so individualized and this is so – I am not a huge training person. I think I was born to do this. I think I've been doing this my whole entire life. Um, That being said, I think it's because this is literally how I'm wired. I instantly – go into someone else's brain. I have a lot of patience, And so like, I will say, if you're someone that doesn't have a lot of patience, that like really wants the best for people, but in a way that's almost like painful sometimes because you just want them to get there. Um, and if like, if you're someone that likes a lot of structure that wants to know that has, um, that you just do better when you have a little bit more parameters and a little bit more like, you know, just information, like go to go get training. Cause like, that's how you're wired. And it's also like, it's going to give you the tools to, um, once again, like to train yourself to hold space and to train yourself for not putting your opinion on what's best for them onto them. Um, because it's, as a coach, you, you'd have to find someone who's exactly like you in order for you to coach that way, like exactly like you, um, which is, you know, not, not real. Like there's not someone who's literally just like you. Um, (laughs) So I think that's great for training. What I would always say is I think people need to check in with themselves because if they're doing it, and the majority of the reason why they're doing it is because they feel like it's going to give them some validation, like it's going to give them credibility, Um, it's important to know that. And that's not a reason that you shouldn't go. But I think it's a thing to really look at um, what you're so afraid of um,
1: and And to, yeah. That's a whole like Brooke Castillo thing where you'd be changing your circumstances based rather than like changing your thought around it. So you would go get a like a certification hoping that it's going to change the way you think about it. But really you have to change your thought before you go get the, the certification. But yeah.
0: Absolutely. Like a thousand percent. Um, just to name off some certification programs, cause I know like a lot of people are interested. So I got my training through Gallup. It was the company I worked for. They created the Finder. I fucking loved it. Um, but they did an actual, they have an actual training program for, um, uh, strengths coaches and it's like a there's a couple different ones um that you can go obviously i was internal and so it you know was was natural for me to go but it's all certified by icf the international coaching federation um and icf has a huge list of all these things that are um that are actual programs but you can go to like Castillo is a great program um cti um Coactive coaching is one of my favorites that's kind of an all-around behavioral like it's very intuitive very still structured like corporations use it but it's still um very much behavior centric and feeling centric which I love um, there's also a lot of people a lot of my personal friends that I've made through Instagram um that are kind of we've done like mastermind groups like I've had some um, like Madison Headland, um that's one of my favorite people she uh beautiful you which I think is jewel Julie Parker julesy parker um one of these lovely ladies has a whole certification program um that a lot of the really wonderful instagram i almost call it like instagram life coaches that yeah. just i just freaking love them um a lot of them are beautiful you uh, graduates which i think is, is just a great it's very empowering it it really helps you market i think um they're really, really good at it is what I've noticed from that. So that's a great program, but there's so many that you just got to like literally Google it and look through and see what feels right. Go to the websites, get an energy read from the websites. Cause if they're super outdated, like I have an issue with things that with their websites kind of shitty, I don't really want to get my coaching certification from there. Like that's literally just, I know it probably a very petty thing, but I'm like, I want it to look updated I want to look fresh so Mm -hmm. I just think go off what you want
1: (laughs) girl I'm all Brooke Castillo if I'm going to training it's Brooke Castillo's training Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah but again I don't I'm someone who I don't think I think I got a lot of great questions I think I got a lot of great um I met a lot of people And actually, in so many ways, what it actually did, what training helped me do was actually validate my natural talents for it because I'd be like, oh, I don't agree. I don't resonate with the way that they're doing this. I feel like it's still too structured. I feel like it's not intuitive enough. Like, it helped me define my brand even more by seeing what didn't resonate. Um, But, you know, I think it's just, it's so, so personal. And the best training, and this is, okay, this is like bottom line. If you want to be a coach, if you want to put out new content, if you want to start a blog, whatever, whatever start it do the damn thing so then you can see if you like it or not and then you can get the experience and you have to keep trying and you have to see what feels right but like the only way you get better is by actually doing the coaching the only way you do better is by saying like even if you feel really weird like saying to your friend i want to go do a coaching session like just like let's go through this and just get the weirdness out of the way um and just see how it feels and do it again and do it again and do it again like that is the I think the best way to get any sort of training, you know, for anything.
1: Yep. And, I, and you brought up like blogs and blogs and everything, and everything that I've ever like gone through, like whether it's like you telling me this or like Brooke telling me this, it's all about like consistency. And like, I mean, and you know this, I feel like anyone who creates any type of content knows how important consistency is and like putting content out there and creating it um, versus just, like, passively learning it, which, again, is a whole nother Brooke Castillo thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. should we, should we have a little girl crush on Brooke Castillo, by the way. She's
0: the best. Um, totally. And I think the other thing I want to ask your opinion on this – So to me, cause I'm not someone that has good follow through. I'm someone who gets very overwhelmed with details. I, things fall through the cracks all the time. That's why I need help. Um, but you know, it's, I'm not a consistency person, but what I found was like with my Instagram, I fucking love to do it. Like I loved to do it. It never feels like work. Like yes. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, Oh shoot. I want to post to my Instagram. So I need to do it. Um, and I need to, you know, get this out there, but like, it never felt like that. There's what have I done that, does feel like that because I feel like there's times like where I think you just start to notice like what feels heavy and what doesn't and if it feels heavy then try a different avenue because I think there are things that are better suited for it um than others does that make sense like what are your thoughts on that
1: no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that goes back to, um, the center yourself program felt heavy to me getting it like completed, felt heavy. It was hard to like, not only finish the creation of it, but then even when I went to go market it, I didn't even like believe it. Like I was like pushing and shoving it versus, um, like I had a program called find your inner alien. I cannot believe I did not talk about that. That was literally my favorite program. Oh I've my ever God, that played. totally was. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, so let's go okay. I
0: wanna go really quickly to this because this I think people will be interested in. Like so you yeah. did three kind of, you know, programs, coaching programs, They're all different, but like yeah. obviously the last two were more similar than than the first yeah. one. And the first one was more like you I feel like that was more external validation. Like you wanted to, to almost prove that this would work for you or that it would be like a mile marker that, you know, you should be doing this versus like fucking loving the content and being like, I just can't wait to like experiment with this and see if it works because I just could talk about this anyway you know so yeah so go back to the first time you did that
1: yeah so um the the first one like the center yourself one was very heavy it wasn't like exciting but then with like the find your inner alien that program was just so amazing and it was all things woo woo and like I said I had gone down that rabbit hole of woo ness. and we could sit there and talk and we do we sit here and talk for hours about past lives and mm-hmm. souls and aliens and dimensions and everything. And so when it came to the find your inner alien program, I was like, Oh my God, I already like, when I came up with the idea, I already could see the marketing materials. I could already yeah. see all the materials created and made. I knew what the content was. I, I already like, I feel like truly just like all the way believed in everything that I was doing. Cause I had like walked through it, and here we go again with, like, I need to experience it, stuff that I had just, like, gone through and done, and it was just learning all about, you know, meditation and how journaling and becoming very intuitive intuitive, and, like, finding your center in your person, which is, like, again, finding your inner alien, and so it was all things woo-woo. It was seven weeks, um, and it was just so much fun, and it was, very like, very magical yeah. in nature. Yeah. Um, oh. So it just, and it flowed so well that every, like all the content just kind of like fell out of me very easily, very quickly. Um, I didn't have any like blocks of trying to like finish it. It was exciting to finish versus um, the Center Yourself program. I mean, that didn't even finish because it didn't even start, but.
0: <laughs> so, so good. And I think that there's, again, like, and I think when we. All have those little nudges, right? Like when it's like, oh, this is it. Like, this is an idea. Like, and this, it just, it lands, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God. Like, I don't know how, but this is going to be a thing of some sort. I want people to run towards that feeling with everything they got and oh, yeah. write it down, journal it out. Like, don't let that go because that is like literally a divine little nugget of wisdom that's like plopped in your lap for a reason. And you're going to come up against resistance. If it's the first time you've done something like this, then you're going to be like, what the fuck am I talking about? Who wants to listen to this? Like, I don't care if if you don't even have an Instagram for your coaching account or if you don't want to put it to your personal, like, I don't care. Like start talking about this. The things that you could talk about for forever or the things like you literally feel passionate about, like just start Either journaling it, you can put it on a Word doc, but like start getting it out there because that energy is so magnetic and it's going to find its way to you. I think it's when people really try to structure, when people try to do the structure first and then hope that the inspiration comes or the magic comes, I I feel like people, it's a little bit more forced and then people, it's almost like a step-by-step thing where it's like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be, then I will get clients, you know? And it's like, no, it's the opposite. It's like, if it's just like so pouring out of you that like people that you never thought would even be interested in this stuff signed up for your program, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and when I think of Thoughts to Power Positivity, I literally created that entire thing in a weekend because it happened on a Thursday. All of a sudden this spark happened, and on a, that, that happened on a Thursday, and I literally just, like, went all day Friday, all night Friday, all day Saturday, all night Saturday, and just cranked the whole thing out and just got all the content out in Google Sheets and then spent the following week, like, setting up the structure part of it. But all the content was already on Google Sheets everywhere, so but I totally agree with that 100%.
0: And you're never going, I think the only way you find your voice is by using it. Like the only way you actually feel like what really resonates, what sticks around. Like when I go back and look at my first things that I wrote on Instagram, some of it resonates and some of it, I'm like, oh, I don't really, like, I, I, it, it's not as true as it is to me now. And it evolves and you kind of see what, once again, what sticks. And that ends up being the thing that you become known for, really automatically and that's why I do think it's important like when we talk about like with Brooke Costillo and with like niching down and like really going after your target demographic and all this kind of stuff I think that's such an important part to begin with and then the beauty of it and I think this is the thing is it can evolve with with you like it will evolve with you you're not don't try to make that stick if it's not sticking you just you just evolve with it um But if you try to keep doing things that, like, are just what everybody else is doing or things that just feel like they should make sense, I just don't think it rings true at all. And I think that was a tangent. I don't think that's what I was talking about to begin with, but whatever.
1: (laughs) No, but that absolutely makes sense. It does. Absolutely.
0: And just, uh, you know, helpful reminder that you will probably always be embarrassed by your first things you ever put out there. Like, get over that. (laughs) Like, if you feel, like, just an awkward, like, just – like it's awful when you're putting it you got to start something like you just got to put it out there like I it does I I go back to my first post on Instagram I'm like oh it's so flowery and it's just like I, I wonder what books I was reading at the time because it doesn't even sound really like I right now you know and it's so funny but I'm like I'm it's did it. Like I started it. Like it, I had to put it out there and people liked it. Like I'm the one that was hard on myself then and now, but it's like, just get over that because you're definitely going to cringe when you read your first stuff. But it's, it's like, that is almost, that's almost a rite of passage.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, um, and honestly I have like, I have semi mixed feelings about that because I feel like my center yourself stuff. I'm just like, that was so not me. So of course that wasn't good. Like, it was just not where I wanted to be. But then with my alien stuff, like, Find Your Inner Alien, that felt so flowy and so perfect. And that I feel like the writing's great. The execution part, I was like, oh, my God, I was sending out, like, Gmail emails, not even from, like, a professional email. And it was all, like, automated through Gmail from some, like, add-on app. And it wasn't, like, in ConvertKit or AWeber or anything. So it was it was really funny. Um It's funny – or not funny, but it's just like really cool to look back on and be like, oh, wow, that's how we used to do stuff. But I made it work. I like made it work. I did it. It works. The thing
0: is it works. And I feel like, oh, my God, like my business process – and you know this. I think that's – like I – put together I just I put it together I just kind of like it's it's piece by piece and that's why launches now are too overwhelming for me because it's a lot of moving pieces and I am the customer service rep for it and it just gets lost in the shuffle and it's I mean it's it's just a lot of things so I'm definitely you know having to outsource that and learning a lot of lessons from um outsourcing (laughs) but it's like I think I have good design and I love my aesthetics. And so, you know, my website's not even that user-friendly. I'm definitely can't wait to do kind of an overhaul with it. It's not priority for me now. It's working fine enough. Um, But it looks, like, it looks fine. Um, My Instagram obviously looks good. I love that stuff too. People, like, I've heard people be like, oh, like other coaches be like, oh, I have envy. I have, like, Instagram envy. I'm like, I fucking love, this is what I love to do. I love graphic design I love that stuff so like that is why I didn't do it so it looked reflected on me I'm like I I think in a past life I was a I was a designer I was gonna say graphic designer but that's probably not possible <laughs> because <laughs> love that. um but I, I that's why I think it it sticks like that because it's it's something I truly am passionate about it's not like I'm trying to maintain an image um but the back end of this stuff it might look like it's put together it's not like I mean I'm just doing it and I'm winging it and I'm learning so much from it and I'm Loving it, but like no one, no one cares. Like no one cares. And actually, the people, you know, whenever I buy a program or anything else like that, I there definitely are professionalism things, and I am learning those lessons too. But I think that we overestimate like what people actually care about. Like it's the message. It's like the heart behind it. Like I sometimes when it's too processed, I'm like this feels too. It feels too robotic or systematic. It doesn't resonate with me anymore. So I just think. If anyone's like letting that hold them back, that's a really good indication of your resistance because you're afraid what people are going to think or if you're going to fail or how many likes you're going to get by not starting some of this stuff. No one gives a fuck about your process. Like, I mean, like the yep. back end, they just, you know, they just yep. don't.
1: Yep, absolutely. And it's
0: a sneaky way to put it off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And honestly, that's kind of like, um, you, I mean, you almost kind of touched on like the way you work and the way you serve people best. And it reminds me of like, how you best provide value and i think we talked about a lot a lot about this when um, when i was like doing your assistant stuff with you and it you provide value when it's not step by step when it's not structured and it's very clear in your writing and the response that you get from your writing that it's the writing that provides value to people mm-hmm. not so much the step by step process on how they can like interpret that and how they can implement it in their lives take action on it yeah Um, And so I think that's also something important to notice and realize um, is when you are trying to build your coaching business, like where do you thrive? Do you thrive in giving people structure to implement something? Um, Because I feel like that's where kind of I am versus um, you where it's very – you're very good and it's around the the unstructuredness and like helping them work through their messiness, I guess. I don't Mm know. I don't know if I put that in the right way, but
0: no, totally. I cannot agree more with that. And that is such, such an important thing. And that's almost like branding a little bit, because if you go into like, this is the value you provide, like how do you work best? Like, cause that's what's going to be how you serve others. Um, and to not feel like it
1: has to be a certain way at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it, cause it just, it just doesn't like. That and, was hard for me to wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. I me with that part because it was so hard for me to be like, well, how, how is it supposed to be? And I've always been in my life a very good, like, follower in terms of I learn this and then I can execute very well versus, like, oh, this could be me. I can align it very much with me and then that's how it's supposed to be. And so getting that mindset was so different for me. It took a long time for me to, like, wrap that around my head. Yeah. And I think that's
0: also, then you work with that too. It's like, then you do go and you do absorb and you do see how people are structuring it. And the important, the most important thing for you as you continue to build your brand is like, you need to then decide how you feel about it. So you can't just always be consuming and thinking and looking at what other people are doing. It's then it's using that. And then also seeing patterns like why, like Brooke Castillo, you love her so much. I mean, we're actually referencing a lot, like we fucking, so Jess Lively has a podcast and there was this great episode with her and Brooke Castillo and um, they were talking about their differences and it's so funny because I'm so much more of a Jess who is much more free-flowing and just like doesn't want any structure to anything pretty much um, but didn't used to be that way she definitely like you listen to of her first podcast it's she was not that way for sure but um, Brooke is very much more structured and that's I just think one we need everyone we need everyone's process like everyone needs to be showing up and like bring this to the table because we're all so different um but also like it's just I as long as you and I'm like I'm like going into my coaching mode now like I'm like (laughs) as long as you absorb it and then take a then press pause and take like a good week off of this stuff and be like how does this look for me how do I actually feel about this what and like try to weed it out because I think everything can't you're not ever going to be a 100% match for someone. So a good thing for you would be like it can be 99% but that 1% that you're actually clinging on to that's not you. Getting rid of that is going to be like game changer. You know, and now it's your process and yeah. not hers. And I think that's where that's where it's important to see what resonates and what doesn't but then always take it in and see what what do I believe about this? And that's that's the magic that you then can put out to the world. Yep. Exactly there's no new content that's the other thing people are like everything it's all been said i'm like yes it has all been said like but it's definitely all been said but not in your way like i love and i was we haven't even talked about this my next big thing that i'm like i'm just so damn sure it's like a little divine nudge was like doing a book club um and having it not be like one book club i want to empower other people to go out there and do People. the biggest thing i get is people don't have um you know like they don't know how to make friends as adults. Like they want more people to talk about this stuff with. And I want yeah. to somehow get people to get out of like behind their, out of their screens and like go out there and like meet other people like this or do it over like a, a Skype kind of thing or Google hangout or whatever it's going to be yeah. to meet other people to just mm-hmm. literally talk about this stuff. But like yeah. when I feel like I'm at my best, it's like when I'm just t- talking about what I observe or like when I'm like, when I'm reading books and then I'm able to then see how it feels for me and then put it back out there. It's like, it's all, we're all coming from source. Let's get really woo-woo there. It's all the same stuff, but like, that is so not a reason to put it out there. Someone's going to totally resonate with with what, however you view the world. Like, there's yeah. no doubt about that, but you just have to put it out there or else they won't know. That was a, exactly. long, that was a long diatribe there. I just went on. <laughs>
1: Oops. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, but I completely agree with all of that. Gosh, I'm so excited to start doing more woo-woo stuff with you. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but I'm excited to like share it all.
0: No, and that's another thing that I want to do. Like you're like, guys, if people listening to this, I'm like, I'm like, this is how I brainstorm all the time. I'm like, I'm just, because part of the reason I want to do this book club, I'm like doing air quotes, whatever this is going to be. Like, because I want to have more conversations around Journey of Souls. And I want people to be able to just talk about it and just, because I could listen to literally hours of people talking about past lives or talking about this kind of stuff or talking about like, like you are a badass. That's going to be the first book. I literally am holding this up right now because I'm going through it and creating like a a facilitation guide um, for people to go and talk about it. Cause it is a game. It's a great gateway book for people to get into, but like the things that you're passionate about, people could listen to that for hours. Like if you're passionate, I I know things I just absorb. I just want it all. And I forget where I was going with that
1: again, but I'm so fucking excited (laughs) because I love the woo woo shit. Oh my God, me too. Like, I really, like, I feel like we need to have a big call for Journey of Souls. Like, yes. I'm just ready because I, we, well, I've listened to both of those books, Journey of Souls, Destiny of Souls, and now I'm like, how do I get more of that content? I want, like, a third and fourth book. There I, are many. Um, like, I have, like, I've literally read everything pretty much by, um...
0: Whatever, Michael Newton. Like I read like the facilitation thing for like how to become a hypnotherapist and like how to right. implement it because I'm like I just want to absorb all of it. Didn't help me because I'm not.
1: <laughs> <I didn't laughs> but still interesting. We should go do that and then do a podcast on that because I so badly want to experience that. I want I to go back and see where like I was. What I was oh, my doing. God. A thousand percent. Okay, we should totally do that. Okay, great
0: idea. Writing that down. Um. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, we're going to get to really quickly some of these, um, some of the questions that we haven't. Okay. From what you guys wrote in. So how to create a passive income to supplement coaching. Okay, this is like just, this is going to be a so individualized thing. A great resource for people is um, Smart Passive Income. It's a podcast by Pat Flynn. He talks like literally has like hundreds and hundreds of episodes on passive income. I think there's so many ways you can do this. I think you can create like a, like a workbook of some sort um, and just have it be out there. It's also a great freebie and opt-in passive income. You could write a book and self publish. (laughs) That's a little bit more involved. (laughs) Like with, I I don't know if I have that much passive income. Like I think passive income for me doesn't feel I, I, that's actually something I probably need to do more of, but like I like it to be more involved. I like to see the impact I'm actually making. So When I have passive income, for me, it's not where I'm at right now, but I probably need to create some more streams like that. I don't know. What are your thoughts on passive income?
1: Um, God, I would love passive income. Um, I I feel like a lot of people use – or what I've seen so far for passive income are courses, and I guess that's why I love courses so much probably. But the courses that either they've done already and then they can resell the content, or um guides of such but still like when I, th- I think when you're first starting um coaching i don't think passive income and i could be totally wrong but i don't think passive income is number 1 is easy and number two, like i think you should be more involved i think you should be like checking in with people um so i don't really know how you would get passive income as like great
0: start. point okay this is such a great point so it actually kind of goes back to a little bit what we we're saying before but you can't rush this. Like I'm just now being able to sit on enough content to really do some things that feels more passive that I'm not creating all the time. Um, But it's taken, you know, like two years of writing, every single day and yeah. two years of, of, creating courses and seeing what works and what doesn't, but repurposing some things from one thing and not from the other. And I think when you're beginning, you're not going to have that. Like you're just not And, you and
1: provide value yeah. ahead of time right. and be able to like give out. And like, so when I think about content that I'm creating, I don't think about creating as a passive income, but I'm thinking about creative, like I'll be creating content that I can share to people as either one, a freebie to get them to opt in to my email list. Um, or two, it's going to go into a course where I'm actively in, Involved with them. Um, exactly. Cause like the, I'm like courses, at least how I've done them, aren't that
0: passive necessarily. Like, I don't feel like they're that cause there's like a push for them. And then the door closes. it's not like, a, it's not residual. It's not like, you know, people can keep buying. Um, but that's, I don't really want it to necessarily be that way. And I, I mean, to supplement coaching, I'm like, I think look at what you're charging for coaching, you know? I mean, coaching can be very lucrative. Like I make them a, most of my money off of coaching. Um, and and I love that. And that's the value I'm providing. I'm still trying to find ways to serve more people than just one on one coaching and at, at easier
1: price points for people. But like, that's for sure my income is coming and from one on one. I just thought membership seemed to be really big right now. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: yep. And I'm like, I'm mixed on that. And I, I you know, I'm trying to because I keep, that keeps popping in, and I keep seeing that stuff, and for me, once again, I don't like a lot of, um, like, maintenance, and I don't like a lot of, like, not upkeep, but I just want to know what's happening, memberships are interesting, maybe I'll just have to do a little debrief on that later for people, of like, all these different types of things, but yeah, memberships are really popular, I think there's so much value for that, um, I've still, I have a hard time, like, thinking of where to draw the line between just giving out the content and where to create it into something else. And I think that's the thing that you just, you, you see where, like you do it and then you see if it feels off or if it feels on and it, you just kind of take Absolutely. it from there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about that last night on the Brooke Castillo business call where um, someone asked, you know, how do you know whether or not I'm supposed to give this away for free or provide it to someone um, that is in a paying membership. And a lot of it comes to, does it feel right? And what kind of value like, is it providing? Do you Would you expect to get this for free or would you expect to like pay for this? Like how much money would you be willing to pay for the, the content that you're providing to them? So totally. I think just, I mean, your gut check. And
0: you, you know, it's not-
1: so funny. It's like, actually, I have
0: an example of this. So I, I did a 21 days of love notes and I was thinking of just like literally selling it for like seven bucks or something pretty cheap. Um, and I created it and I'm like, I think I think it is value, I think it totally would be worth that in my opinion. But like when I went to go price it and to create like a buy button for it on PayPal, I was like, No, I'm like this is a free thing and I was like, I just want this to be, I don't know, like something in me just it was so intuitive, but like I literally created it to be like, Okay, this was and it once again it wasn't that, that expensive, but I'm like I wanted it to more be a free thing and I wanted to keep that going and um so I think sometimes you don't know until you really put it out there and then do the gut check. I think it's harder to it's actually harder to price everything. I've actually, I've learned this too of when you create a course, when you create something, create it first, like create the whole out, like create, like see what it's actually going to feel like, what the experience will be, and then worry about money after. Because if you do it with the money in mind, oh, that's just so like forced. Oh. It doesn't feel good. You know, there's no magic in that.
1: Yeah, not at all.
0: Not at all. Um, okay. So let's see what editing app do I use? So I all my stuff is Photoshop. So I use Photoshop. I do the quotes. It takes me not that long, but it is kind of a heavy duty process, but I get like all my favorite things off of creative market, like templates and water, um, color prints and all that kind of stuff. And then I put it together in Photoshop. So it's not an app necessarily. Um, but that's what I love. Do you use, what kind of stuff do you use? Do you ever use any Editing stuff, Dorothy? Um, girl,
1: well, I learned from you. I used, So with my Find Your Inner Alien program, before I, we had, um, like, I had worked with you and, like, learned what you were using, I was using, um, gosh, what, PicMonkey, I think is what it's called, to edit different, like, backgrounds and things like that. And then once I moved away from that, I started using Creative Market and InDesign because I had to learn InDesign to help Kristen with some stuff. So luckily I learned that skill and now, now I know how to use InDesign with uh, templates from Creative Market. So I use that. Perfect. Um, yep.
0: Yeah. But once again, I think it's more important about the content than anything else, honestly. But so if that's holding you up, then that's probably just fear and you need to get over that and put out content and then figure it out. Um, conferencing software. I don't really know what someone meant by this. Someone asked what conferencing software do you use? What do you think that means, Dorothy? <laughs>
1: Um, I don't know it might be so like right now we're using Skype Skype. I know a lot of people use Zoom I feel Mm -hmm. like Zoom works really well yep Um, and then of course like when it comes to coaching like one-on-one coaching I'll do that either via like FaceTime or just a phone call depending on you know like their preference do they want to have like do they want to see my face do they want that interaction or do they want it to be hidden a little bit Um, and they're not super comfortable being face-to-face and that's fine we'll just phone call yep that's what I do as well um, I record all my stuff um on Skype through
0: eCam Recorder I think is what it's called I am going to transition to Zoom I'm not tech savvy I kind of and Skype does fail me a lot so I probably need to get better at that but it's just what I use until I'm until I fix it you know um like what was I going to say And I'm starting to use for coaching in between because the follow-up, the emails to me feel really heavy sometimes for follow-up or if people have questions. And I definitely want to keep engaging with people in between sessions. Um, But I'm now using um, a walkie-talkie app called Voxer. And so if people have questions, they can just, you know, like send it to me. Um, And then it's so much quicker and easier for me to, to respond to than it is to email, which, and also just, you get the voice and it's, it's easier to tell by tone and all that kind of stuff. So that's been super helpful with coaching for sure.
1: That's awesome. That absolutely fits you so much more than email. (laughs) Dorothy's like, I know on so many levels. (laughs)
0: Okay. Let's see. Any other questions? I'm, you know, again, this was going to be more conversation. I hope this was helpful for people who are going to listen to this at, or maybe just thinking about starting anything and just kind of creating content. And I know that I love to hear people's stories and just hear what's going on and how they got started and what it looks like and all of that good stuff, regardless of what, you know, where they're at. So hopefully this is helpful for people. But last thing I'll say for you, Dorothy, is what's next for you?
1: Oh, really? Um, Okay. So one thing that I want to say before we talk about, if you don't mind, (laughs) I think think the biggest thing is to remember that it's such a process and it's something that you're not going to get to the point where you're like, oh, I've overcome that and I'm here. It's always going to be a process and like wrapping your mind around that takes a hot second. But once you do realize that, it's so much more fun. It's not like you're climbing something to accomplish something. It's more of like, oh, I'm in the process and I'm always going to be in the process. So get used to this moment. Get used to this feeling of uncomfortable. And when you start feeling comfortable, you know it's time to be more uncomfortable.
0: Oh my God. Okay. I just want to say something really fast with that because that is so, so true. And again, it's like – it's, there's no failing. In fact, like I want you to fail if the, because failure is like literally telling you more about your brand, more about what you love, like more about what you're good at, what you're, what you, you know, need to hone in on a little bit more, pay more attention to. It's like, just get so damn curious with what you're doing and being really present with it and what feels good and what feels off. Because if, you know, I'm going to guess if things ever, because there is no fail, like there really isn't, like I don't, I don't think I've ever like technically failed at something because it's just a learning experience every single time. And that sounds so corny, but it's like so true. And it also, it happens a lot slower. This is my other big takeaway. It, it will not happen as fast as you think it will. Like, which is kind of a bummer, but it just literally never does. So like anyone who looks like an overnight success, it's not, it's not the case. Like it feels to them, I'm sure it feels like a very long process and that's, you know, you just kind of got to keep rolling with it. So that's that
1: absolutely absolutely um, so in terms of like what's next I um, I'm really getting down to figuring out my niche um, I really want to hone in on that and building up my marketing funnel um, I really need to get my name out there and really get people like I need more people to know about me so that I can sell my services at a bigger level um, I really want to do more one-on-one coaching and less coursework I'm really good at the coursework I love it it's so much fun for me especially like I it's a bunch it's like a group and even though it's individualized it's um I love creating content where I can help people like step by step and like workbooks and things like that I just I thrive kind of in that but I definitely am moving towards more one-on-one coaching and making sure that I'm like building up more clients um so that's kind of where I'm at just
0: to get experience and know yeah. even like what you want to build courses on like you need to have some of those connections in order to even know that but anyway sorry yeah. for interrupting <laughs>
1: No, 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 that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I'm also in the process of switching over my Instagram account, which is like, I've had such like resistance to it that I just stopped posting completely entirely, which is probably not like the most, like, it's probably not the easiest or the best thing to do. But I, um, I'm like I wanna do it more towards my niche now. So I'm trying sometimes to Sometimes that's of, okay. Like don't beat that like people
0: like you're not you can't fuck it up. Like if it if it slows <laughs> down traffic for a couple like for a month, then fine, but you'll get back up. Like but yeah, yeah. sometimes it's it's good to just literally pause if that feels good to you. So yeah,
1: don't yeah. worry. <laughs> kind of where I'm at. I'm gonna start, you know, going out there with that more targeted market. Yes. So so good. And I'm
0: sure, I'm sure we'll have even more conversations later on about woo -woo stuff or just uh, law of attraction shit. Because I mean, that's a whole separate episode guys of like, like energetically calling in this stuff and creating like content and creating things around that. And I want to kind of get as much, I don't know, just answer all these questions and kind of have it be a little bit more scattered but that is something that we can for sure go into even into more depth because like that is where the magic fucking happens
1: that's where i'm at in my life right now
0: like i am like that's um we have to talk about later about what dorothy has manifested because it's like guys it's insane but that's a whole that's a little teaser i guess for when we'll have you back on but
1: dorothy my love (laughs) thanks for coming on (laughs) thank you so much i really appreciate it